We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hello everyone, welcome along to the Fantasy Football Beat on Rotoviz Radio. My name's Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Each week on the Fantasy Football Beat, I'm joined by an NFL beat reporter to break down one of the biggest games of the week. And on today's show, I'm going to be joined by Jana Thomas of the Falconaholic, part of the team over there at SB Nation. And we'll be discussing the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints this week in a NFC South class that uh, has a lot of different implications regarding the playoffs. So, looking forward to talking about this one. We'll be talking about the key players and the key matchups that we expect to decide the game. We'll be talking about Falcons team and if they can get a run going now over the last two weeks to make a run uh, into the playoffs and, of course, try and rectify what happened in last year's Super Bowl. We all know that the Patriots came from behind in that one late on to uh, to win it all. So, uh, let's see what the Atlanta Falcons can do in 2017 as we get down to the last two games here and of course we'll be talking about the New Orleans Saints and the the fantastic run that they've been on both running the ball and last week we've seen them have a a nice passing game as well with uh, we could have had a big big day from Michael Thomas last week but uh, two of those touchdowns called back he did get in the end zone one time so when we look at it we'll be discussing all the different aspects of the game and then after I talk with Jenna I'll take a few moments to recap what I discussed with her and use some of the road of his apps to dive a little bit deeper into the game 
game from a fantasy football angle. I know a lot of you are in your fantasy football playoff finals this week, so uh, best of luck to all of you in that, and hopefully when we get back into it after, and I'm looking through it using some of the apps, I'll be able to help you out and maybe decide who you need to start or sit out of the players in this game this coming week. So for those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. You can find out all the great uh, apps and all the great work going on at rotoviz.com just simply by obviously typing that into the internet machine and uh, getting across to the site and finding out all the great work up there. So without any further ado, let's get straight into it and preview this game and uh, let's get Jen on the show. Delighted to be joined now on the podcast by Jenna Thomas. Last week I had Mike Giardi and he was the first uh, second appearance on the show this season. And Jenna, you are the second uh, of the, the second timers uh, coming aboard the podcast this season. So it's, uh, it's great to have you back on as we uh, preview this game between the Falcons and the Saints. So uh, thanks for jumping aboard. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, obviously, for the listeners, as we start out, uh, Jenna covers uh, the Atlanta Falcons on SB Nation for the Falconaholic, and you can follow her on Twitter at Jenna Thomas. And uh, when we look back to uh, last week's action, not every victory has uh, been pretty this season, but the Falcons are 9-5 and five after their win 24-21 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did get a little bit lucky that that game didn't go to overtime with the missed field goal, but they have an opportunity now for a second consecutive NFC South title. Uh, so with that win, and I mentioned they moved to 9-5, and five, but one victory in their final two games guarantees them a, cha- a playoff berth, so that is uh, very much in mind here. But looking back to that game on Monday night, what was your biggest takeaway from it? You know, I think that the biggest takeaway was that they keep finding ways to win close games, you know, there. And I mean, that one did take a little bit of luck there at the end with the missed field goal. But they have gutted out some tough close wins here over the past several weeks. And that was something that they had a hard time doing earlier in the season when they hit that little skid and, you know, drop games to the Bills and the Dolphins. And um, so, you know, I think that we're seeing the team kind of come together at the right time. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, kind of little skid, the three game losing streak in October, and it kind of. It looked like it was the end of the world for the Falcons and obviously the, the Super Bowl hangover was being talked about. That narrative has changed swiftly with the, the last couple of weeks. What do you think is key to that turnaround in their, their forum? You know, and obviously the mentality of the team must have changed dramatically over the last couple of weeks. I think that the main thing is just the offense is settling in under Steve Sarkeesian. There was a big adjustment going from Shanahan to a new offensive coordinator, and that's very normal. If you look back at Matt Ryan's performance in 2015, which was Shanahan's first season, he had a terrible year as he adjusted to Shanahan. And so I think that we've seen some regression to the mean for Ryan. You know, he was never going to play at that same level that he did last year. There was always going to be a little bit of a step back. But I think also we're seeing, you know, early in the season, we saw them struggling to adjust to a new coordinator, and now everybody's settling in. So I think that that's made it easier. Yeah, so uh, when we take a look here at the injury report and first up a look at the Atlanta Falcons, we have Tevin Coleman, obviously missed last week's game with a concussion. He got in a limited practice on Wednesday at the time of recording this on Thursday. Uh, we have not got uh, the participation report for uh, injuries and the practice report as of yet, but Julio Jones did not practice on Wednesday. It's an ankle and a thumb issue. He has said that he is going to be fine. He's not concerned about missing out on Sunday. Andrew Levitri had a limited practice with a tricep injury and Mohamed Sanu was limited with a knee injury, but all these guys look to be heading in the right direction to play on Sunday. Is there any of them that you're concerned about or you, you think they're all going to be good to go? I would say my biggest concerns are Julio and Levitri. Uh, Muhammad, I think he'll definitely play. I think Sanu will for sure play. And Tevin Coleman, I know, has cleared the concussion protocol, so he will definitely play. 
Um, but Julio, he says he'll play. I think that he will. It's just a matter of whether or not he will be explosive enough with that injury to have much of an impact. And, you know, what they really need from him as much as anything is to draw defensive attention away from the other guys so that they can make plays. And especially New Orleans has a very good secondary now, which it feels weird to say that because it's been so many years since that's been the case. But they really do. And so, you know, if, if Julio's not close to full strength, then that's a, a real detriment for this team. Uh, when we look then at the, the New Orleans Saints, they're a little bit more banged up. Uh, they are going to be par- without part of the a big part of their defense for the stretch run here. They placed AJ Klein, their linebacker, on injured reserve on Tuesday. He underwent a sports hernia surgery this past week, and then in the last uh, kind of hour or so, it's come out with uh, Kenny Vaccaro. He's been placed on injured reserve, so their defensive back uh, missing the rest of the season uh, with groin and wrist injury. So it's uh, been another season for him that has been finished with injury. It looks like PJ Williams is the leading candidate there to fill in at slot corner for Kenny Vaccaro when we look down through the injury report for the Saints it is much uh, larger than what we talked about with the Atlanta Falcons uh, Garrett Griffin the tight end did not participate we had Michael Hawananui always a name that I love to try and pronounce he did not participate <laughs> Ted Ginn uh, on the other side he is uh, back with a limited participation in practice he missed last week's game Andres Pete the guard uh, a key part of their run game he had limited participation so they're looking a little bit better from that uh, side of things Justin Hardy the cornerback did not participate uh, on Wednesday so they're a little bit more banged up and obviously that gives a few key areas of uh, probably where we can see uh, the Falcons you know kind of try and target this week so it's key for both sides this week in the NFC South the Saints have played extremely well this year find themselves in first place but they haven't really clinched anything yet so we're looking at where it can be decided obviously both teams have great run games the Falcons perhaps the best one-two punch and the NFL when both players are healthy but that has been uh, you know an issue this season obviously I mentioned Coleman missed this past game with a concussion he should he will be back as you mentioned this week after clearing the concussion protocol uh, aside from a couple of f- fumbles uh, Cole, or Freeman couldn't really be stopped this past week he finished the game with 126 yards on 22 carries he had a, f- a, f- a 32 yard touchdown in the fourth quarter that pretty much helped seal that game with eight minutes to play and he had 68 yards on five receptions so with Coleman out he was uh, you know the bell cow and he really got the job done then on the other side Mark Ingram has been powerful this season and uh, he hasn't gone down and forced hit too many times another big game for him last week Alvin Kamara I think is the uh, rookie of the year hands down so both run games very very similar traits on both sides but if you had to pick one group here as we look through these groups to, to see who is the edge which uh, running back group would you give that edge to? You know, Falcons fans are not going to like this answer, but it's definitely the it's the Saints backfield. I mean, Ingram and Kamara are just really dynamic and Kamara is a very special player. He has so far exceeded my expectations as a rookie. I agree with you that he is hands down. If Deshaun Watson were still healthy, I might, you know, be a little bit more indecisive about it. But I, I think that with. With Watson out, I think that Kamara is hands down the offensive rookie of the year. He's been phenomenal. Both of those players are really huge threats as receivers out of the backfield. And, you know, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman are too. But I just have to give a slight edge to the duo of Ingram and Kamara. I just think that they are they are just doing incredible things this yeah, season. I've mentioned earlier in the season that I think what they're doing is pretty much what the Falcons were doing this time last year with their run game. There's very much similarities there. But I think if you had to pick one running back out of the four of them, I think that you probably would go with uh, Devontae Freeman as the best 
combined running mm-hmm. back for pass catching and for running the ball but when you look at the two together I think that we have to at this point look at Alvin Kamara uh, as a better option than uh, Tevin Coleman I, I'm a big fan of Tevin Coleman but I just think we have to look at it at this point and how they've played this season then when we look at the passing game you have Drew Brees and obviously he's a, a really smart leader at the quarterback position he kind of always finds the weak spot in the defense he, he still has a good, ar- a, a good arm it's not quite as good as it was earlier in his career but still very good and people started to talk about the run game and you know the passing game isn't there for the Saints but I think when you look at it uh, with Michael Thomas he's uh, poised to set a, a new Saints franchise record this season he's only second year of his career but uh, he just needs uh, a couple more catches to pass Jimmy Graham's record of 99 catches in a season he already made NFL history this past week becoming only the second player of 90 passes uh, caught in, in his first two seasons the only other player to do that was Odell Beckham Jr and he leads the team with 1,085 yards through the air five touchdowns including one in each of the last three games and has had two touchdowns called back last week so he could have had a three touchdown game last week and Ted getting missed last week but he will be back this week and then we look on to uh, your side of the ball with the Atlanta Falcons Matt Ryan hasn't hit the heights that he really set for himself in his MVP campaign last year but you mentioned they're settling into that offense it is getting better Julio Jones has a, a really solid year for any wide receiver in the NFL but when you look at him people probably think he should be doing more he is the third leading receiver in the NFL and that's a down year for him that just shows how, how good you know when you mention that that's that's that is how funny it is people are saying oh Julio's not having a good year and then you say he's the third leading receiver in the NFL so that's the way that's the way you have to look at it and then he was shut out last week in the second half against the Buccaneers was held to 54 yards on three receptions in the first half I think that second half is probably more down to that toe injury uh, and then when you, if we add those pass catch and running backs into the mix uh, where are you giving the, the passing game the edge to and uh, I'm glad you got a little bit of a laugh out of the the third leading wide receiver comment <laughs> um, I, I still have to give the edge to the Falcons though I do want to say this about Michael Thomas every Ohio State football fan and myself included knew how special he was going to be so none of us are surprised but I, I mean he really has just been phenomenal since he's come in and breeze his arm strength is declining a little bit but he is still very accurate and very good really one of the league's best still you know Mohamed Sanu is a great number two um Taylor Gabriel is very talented I just and especially with the receiving prowess of um well then they have tight end Austin Hooper who's a little bit inconsistent he has too many drops but when he does catch the ball, he can be very effective. And then, you know, with Devontae and Tevin out of the backfield, I, I would have to give an edge to the Falcons passing game, you know, just slightly. Just because I think that the guys farther down the depth chart at the receiver position are stronger than the guys down the depth chart in New Orleans. Yeah, and I think as well when you, you know, you look at it uh, at the tight end position, I think even though Hooper has been inconsistent, he's still better than anything that's been an offer uh, with the Saints with Kobe Fleener there and Josh Hill. I think you have to go with Hooper. Hooper is very dynamic. He is explosive when he gets the ball, but you mentioned just the inconsistencies and the, sometimes the, the target usage hasn't been there. But he's somebody, a second-year player at the tight end position. So when you look at it from that perspective, he still has done a solid job and nobody's ever really going to go in and replace Tony Gonzalez with what he was able to do down there. So looking then to the, the defense, uh, the Falcons have played solid defense throughout the second half of the season it wasn't as good in the first half but uh, they're going to have to be at their best this week to, to try and slow down this high scoring Saints team uh, linebacker Deion Jones is excellent speed and like closing line to line uh, sideline to sideline making plays Dontari Poe and Grady Jarrett can clog up the middle of the defensive line and that's going to be key this week in trying to stop that run game Adrian Claiborne can be explosive at that monster game against the, the Cowboys and they padding <laughs> up all his stats for the entire season and uh, even padding up his career stats just based on how good of a game that one was but the Falcons rank number 12 in pass defense allowing 3,030 
139 yards on the season so that's only 217 per game so you know they have been solid from that perspective the Saints have improved probably the most improved defense in the league from what they were last year you know last year we were looking at them as a laughing stock in terms of their defense this year they're much more solid started out really really good uh, Sean Payton's team uh, have been able to climb obviously to the, the top of the the standings in the NFC South based on the defense and of course that running game Cameron Jordan's double digit sacks in the season must be looked at on every play we have uh, safety Von Bell as well an excellent tacker and uh, very very good in coverage so which defense then we're looking at it are we going to give the edge to here are you going back I know one of the keys you mentioned when we previewed this team in the offense was if this defense could get to even an average or above average unit that they could really threaten in the NFC South and at the start of the season it looked like they weren't going to be able to do that but in the second half it looks like they might be able to get close to that which defense are you giving the edge to at this point you know, it's it's tough because I feel like they're pretty evenly matched. You know, Atlanta has a very strong secondary. Desmond Trufant, Robert Alford, um, Nickelback, Brian Poole, and then with both safeties, you know, that that's really a strength for them. You mentioned Deion Jones, who comes up with, you know, a lot of big plays. Um, Vic Beasley, who led the league in sacks last year, has been less productive this year because teams are double-teaming him to kind of keep him at bay. But Tack McKinley is progressing really nicely, the rookie Adrian Claiborne, like you said, I mean, he had that one huge game, but he also has contributed throughout the season. Um, so they have a lot of talent. Um, New Orleans, man, they, the improvement is just dramatic. And I'm going to be honest, they may have the defensive rookie of the year on their team, too, and Marshawn Lattimore. Um, y- yeah. And so I think that it's very close. I'm still going to give a slight edge to the Falcons, and I think that's just because they're a little bit healthier right now. But other than that, you know, I think that they're pretty evenly matched. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you mentioned Tack McKinley as well. I think we'll all remember back to his having uh, been drafted uh, quite a, one of the moments of the draft this, this past season as well. So when we look into, uh, is there any other key areas that you think I might have missed out on as we went through this? Any other key areas, or do you think we've covered the majority of them? No, I think that we've covered the majority of them. I mean, special teams always comes into play, and that's been an area where the Falcons have been a little bit inconsistent this season. And, you know, this is probably going to be a very close game. It typically is. These, you know, division matchups are usually close and hard fought. So uh, special teams is probably going to be a factor. So that's going to be interesting, too. Uh, the Falcons are 5-2 and two on the road. They go on the road again this week. Uh, their only two losses have been against the Panthers and the Patriots, so obviously two very good uh, opponents there, and it's always tough going to those places to try and get a win. Uh, so they've kind of yet to figure out how to put teams away on the road, and you know that game against the Atlanta or against Tampa Bay this last week was the fifth road victory, but each of them has been deci- decided in the closing seconds. Do you think this game against the Saints on the road is going to be another nail-biter, and uh, how do you expect it to go? I do expect it to be another nail biter. And again, Falcons fans are not going to like my prediction, but it is not easy to play in the Superdome. (laughs) And um, yeah, I think both teams are coming into this a little bit angry Um, after the way things went last time. You know, we had the Sean Payton taunting issue on the sideline. Saints fans are mad. I know Saints fans and Saints players are mad because of the officiating and they're mad because one of the referees used to play for the Falcons back in the day. And so there's all this drama about the last meeting between these two teams. And so, you know, I think with that, with a rowdy Superdome crowd, because they really hate the Falcons, I think it's going to make it difficult for Atlanta. I think it'll be close. I'm going to say, you know, Saints 27, Falcons 24. But I think that the Falcons drop this one. Yeah, and it's interesting that when we talk through all the different uh, areas where it can go, uh, you know, the, the key areas of the game, it was very, very 
balanced throughout the board so i think it's gonna be a very very close game like you mentioned and it probably could swing either way it's going to depend who can just get into the end zone rather than settle for those field goals and uh, with that obviously if it is a game that the the saints win i think that there will put the falcons out of play or uh, out of contention of retaining that nfc south uh, championship but do you think there's any way obviously they go in and win this one and then they play carolina next week do you think there's that opportunity for them to retain or do you think it's a case of uh, just it's going to be they need to beat the Panthers next week to make the playoffs I mentioned they need to win one of those last two to get in you know it's for sure possible that they'll win this game I mean that's the thing these division games are so unpredictable last year you know the Falcons went in and just whooped them when they and they played early like in week three in a primetime game and so it's hard to say and I do know that they have a ton of momentum right now, and that does make a difference for Atlanta. And so, you know, that that could change things. Um, it, it's very possible the Falcons will win. That's just not my gut feeling this time. Well, we'll see how it goes this week for the Falcons fans. Uh, hopefully out there they're not too mad at you because uh, you do such a fantastic <laughs> job covering the team for them. And, of course, for the listeners, they can follow you on Twitter at Jenna Thomas. Jenna, as always, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. And, of course, uh, happy holidays to you this week as we uh, enter Week 16. Thank you. You too. Once again, thanks to Jenna Thomas for jumping aboard the show. Make sure you're following her on Twitter, as I mentioned there. And uh, she's always a fantastic follow, great interaction on Twitter, and always great news regarding the Atlanta Falcons. I've talked to her both on this show. This is the uh, second time she was on this season. Of course, I had her on the RV32 series in the offseason. I've had her on my OTI podcast a couple of times. So always good information. Really nice person to talk to, and I always enjoy it each and every time. So... In just a moment, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into what we discussed using some of the apps on rotoviz.com. And uh, of course, we are at the end of the season, but rotoviz will be running throughout the offseason. We go 365 here. And of course, great dynasty content here on rotoviz radio with the dynasty tradecast. We'll also have dynasty articles, uh, prospect evaluation, and looks at who's coming into the league and into the draft in 2018. So we'll have all that going on on rotoviz.com as well as season recaps and so on and so forth. So it is still a great time to get involved at rotoviz.com. Get your memory for true next season and uh, get that early advantage ahead of your league mates heading into next year so you can get a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage that is rotaviz.com forward slash podcast your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools and best of all it helps support the pod so get that 30% discount now and uh, save yourself a little bit of cash as we uh, obviously we we needed a lot of cash in the holiday season save yourself that 30% but still avail of the fantastic rotaviz NFL pass again that is rotaviz.com forward slash podcast easy parking with easy trip now available at Dundrum Town Centre so you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. So as we look into this game, a little bit more from a fantasy football perspective, obviously it is the championship weekend if you're playing season-long leagues, and of course we're looking at some DFS angles as well. So looking into the game we talked about, you know, one of the things of note uh, that Jenna mentioned there is if... We have a situation where Julio Jones isn't at 100% and is in there more as a decoy rather than 
as somebody who's uh, going to be looking to get those targets and get that production this week that is something that you have to be concerned about to keep an eye on the practice reports we move through the rest of the week if he is full, full participant uh, on friday that should be a good indication that he will be 100 percent good to go this weekend well not 100 percent, but uh, he should be good to go he's putting in those full practices and we don't have to worry too much about that but that is always a concern and we've seen the usage this season at times particularly in the red zone with julio be uh, quite concerning so I'll be talking a little bit more about that in a second as we get into this. But starting off with the quarterbacks, as I like to do, and when we're looking at it, you know, this season, uh, you know, Drew Brees just hasn't been what we've expected in the past, but he's still had a really solid season, and they've been built behind the run game, and the defense has been playing well, so they haven't needed him to throw the ball 45 times a game like we've seen over the, the last couple of years. But still, from you know, I mentioned with uh, Jenna there about the Julio Jones stat that he's still the third leading receiver in the NFL. Well, Drew Brees is still somebody who's putting up uh, a lot of yards this season, and uh, you know, has had a really nice season from from all accounts, but a little bit less than his average of uh, five five uh, thousand passing yard season. So a little bit of a down. Uh, grade from that perspective this game as well one of the higher totals of the week 53 points expected uh, here and with the with the guys out in vegas and the the line is new orleans by five and a half so should be a positive game script for new orleans and then when we look at it as well with the uh, jenison that she thinks that the, the saints will win a close game i think i feel the same way as she does i think the saints uh, are more well-rounded just at this moment in time but the falcons have uh, started to improve but then again they found it a little bit tough against that bad buccaneers team during Monday Night Football. Matt Ryan, I mentioned it's been a bit of a down year from what he did as uh, the league's MVP and he's finished outside the top 10 quarterbacks in 12 of 14 games this season. So, uh, you know, the other side of that is that he's only had two weeks outside of the top 20 quarterbacks. So he has, you know, been finishing in the, that there kind of wide receiver or quarterback two range every single week. But uh, two, those two games have both come in the last three weeks so that is not good and of course we did mention that uh, Matt Ryan has been playing a little bit better over the last three weeks so he's been efficient but it hasn't been ending up in uh, any fantasy points and at the end of the day if we're playing in fantasy leagues we are looking for fantasy points so this week it's very t- tough to go in there trust Matt Ryan and have him as your starting quarterback so he's somebody I'm uh, tending to avoid this week he may uh, put up the hours but I think a lot of it will be done on the ground uh, we, we talked about the cornerback situation for the Saints I think uh, you know they're going to have to go and obviously with Julio's uh, injury concern as well I think the the Falcons will look to go on the ground with this one that puts you into Defondi Freeman and Tevin Coleman Coleman coming back from injury uh, you know Freeman got a little bit more passing work last week uh, in that game against the Bucks, but then of course Coleman was out and when Coleman's back maybe that goes back to the situation that it has been previously so Teams who have faced the Saints this season have, you know, had have struggled really to keep up. So in that case, there's only been seven running backs this season who've totaled more than 14 carries against the Saints. With those guys that did total more than 14 carries, have managed at least 12.9 fantasy points. Six of them exceeding 15 PPR points in that. So I think it's a, a safe matchup here for Devontae Freeman. I think Coleman then is uh, going to be a flex option this week. But when we look at the JLSP apps up on rotaviz.com, looking at them here, and uh, Devontae Freeman. The floor is quite low in, in PPR League 6.7, then the median is 11.5, and the high is 16.5. Obviously, the only way he gets that high is if he gets a touchdown. I think he's going to finish in that medium range if I'm looking at what I expect this week. When you look at Tevin Coleman, then the, the projections there aren't all that glamorous for him. And I find it very, very hard to trust a lot of the options when I look through it here for the Falcons this week. Maybe the Falcons players go off, but I'm, uh, they're not going to be in a lot of my lineups this week. The one I am interested in, though, is... Devontae Freeman. Uh, Julio obviously mentioned and he's going to have the situation where if he is 
healthy uh, and he's good to go the problem with julio this year is uh, the targets just have him in there in the red zone uh, when he gets red zone targets you know it's basically a case of matt ryan throwing the ball away and not really giving him a chance to catch the ball is 57 yards or less in three of his last six games it's really not uh, to blame on julio uh, you know i mentioned he's still top three receiver in terms of yards this season but just the service hasn't been there he's much better than uh, his production is showing so like i still think he is uh, one of the elite talents in the nfl but it just isn't working he's going to get a, a performance here where he goes against marshawn Lattimore, and the rookie has uh, been so so solid this year he held jones to five catches for 98 yards on 11 targets just a couple of weeks ago so i think that's going to be a fascinating match to watch this week and uh, i think that the saints are just going to do pretty much everything they can this week to rule Julio Jones out of the lineup or out of the matchup really and then with Mohamed Sanu that there means he's a, a better matchup but they had a better matchup in Monday Night Football and uh, it really couldn't get going between him and Matt Ryan so I'm just I'm concerned about uh, how the Falcons are going to fare this week but I do have a couple of fantasy options I'm really interested in let's get into them and that is uh, the Saints running backs and of course Michael Thomas so the Saints running backs first when we hit them up here and um it is actually quite amazing when we look into it here using those GLSP apps and looking at it with Mark Ingram up here and, and PPR leagues is low is 12.3 the median is 18.5 and then the high is 25.3 and something I haven't seen uh, you know when I look through it if you look at that Alvin Kamara nearly uh, very close to being identical we have the low 8.7 median 17.8 and then the high is 23.3 so 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 close between those two guys and uh, they've been just uh, studs all season long you can roll them into those lineups look very comfortable doing so and uh, they've just uh, just been phenomenal throughout uh, Kamara obviously looks like he's back to full health and uh, when he returned to the Saints lineup last week so I think it's safe to say you can start both those guys with confidence if you look at uh, you know any of the, the DFS sites this week the two of those guys are pretty much up there as the uh, top uh, top five options uh, most sites have them number three and number four in terms of salary so I think you can slot them in obviously you need, need to get the production then but I think this is a game where they can get production but the guy I am extremely extremely interested in we're going to go back and talk a little bit about Julio Jones when we're doing this here is talking about Michael Thomas I think Thomas is somebody that people think is having a, a little bit of a down season but he is uh, you know what he done as a rookie but he's actually having a, a better season this year probably than he had as a rookie over his 14 games this season he's had eight or more targets and 13 of them so the consistency has been there over and over and over again he's one of only two NFL receivers now to have caught 90 receptions in their first two years in the league the other one being Odell Beckham he can break the Saints franchise record this week as I mentioned for receptions in a season he can top that 100 uh, receiving yards mark he's just been phenomenal uh, he had two touchdowns called back last week so he could have had an even bigger week and I think this week is where it will all come together for him the Falcons as well over the last three weeks have allowed three top 24 receivers and of course uh, Michael Thomas being one of them a couple of weeks ago when he caught 10 catches for 117 yards and a touchdown so I think we can see another nice game from him but looking at the GLSP here for Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. Julio up first. PPR leagues low is 8.7, medium is 6.4, and then the high is 22.7. And I think that's uh, fair estimates all around, but I, I find it very hard to think that he's going to get to that high. Uh, 
point because I think it's going to be covered by Marshawn Lattimore. I think it's going to be bracket coverage or double coverage pushed his way at all times. So, you know, he's going to need to get uh, two TDs to hit that 22 mark, and I, I just don't see that happening. I think the 16 is a very fair mark. I think, like I mentioned with Freeman, I think he's going to hit that medium. I have him down myself personally for between 14 to 16 and a half points this week in PPR League. So I think uh, that's where we'll see him landing. When we look at Michael Thomas, then very similar to what I see with Julio, 11.2, uh, then the median is 14.6, and the high is 21.8, but I think there's much more chance of him hitting uh, that high, based uh, both on targets and receptions, and then of course yards and touchdowns. Uh, he always, like Julio, I'm not going to rule Julio out of that two-touchdown game, but last week we seen him uh, have basically scored three touchdowns, and two of them get overturned, so this week I think he's in for a similar workload has been so consistent all season long he's getting the red zone usage um, and I think the touchdown regression is going to continue to work towards in his favor I think this week when I look at it uh, that their medium I have is a very very safe option of 14.6 I haven't penciled down this week in my projections for 19 and a half points so I think it'll be closer to that high mark and uh, you know a few leagues uh, a few GPPs this week I'll be putting him and Drew Brees together I'm, I'm very interested in Michael Thomas I was all in them last week I was disappointed with those touchdowns being called back but I think this week uh, I'll go all in them again just more looking at the two players that I mentioned there Michael Thomas and Julio Jones looking at the air yard screener and popping it up in front of me and looking at all the different options it's very interesting they nearly uh, come in at uh, very very similar rates all around the targets Julio Jones is 126 Thomas 136 the air yards much more in favor of Julio Jones 1811 to Michael Thomas is 1314 but uh, when you look then at the market share of air yards it is 43% a piece and then when you look at the target share it is 28% each look then at the weighted opportunity written we have Julio Jones with 72% and then we have Michael Thomas with 73% so it's just uh, uh, so so similar I think uh, when we look at the two of them I think Julio has been much overlooked as how good he still is this season and if you have any opportunities to get him in any of your dynasty leagues go right ahead buy up and get those shares into your lineups because uh, Julio is still as good as Julio has ever been he just isn't getting uh, the service there from Matt Ryan and from this offensive unit but looking at Matt Michael Thomas he's just uh, such a tremendously talented player and uh, look forward to watching him for years to come but I'm really looking forward to watching him this Sunday because he is the player that uh, is going to be in so many of my lineups this week and that makes him this week's draft play of the week for me i've been uh, having a bit of bad luck over the last two weeks on my draft play of the week call while recording the podcast uh, two weeks ago it was zach ertz and of course uh, he he was said by the eagles to clear the concussion protocol then we come back and they had to to reverse on that he hadn't cleared it at all he didn't play and then last week we had the situation with chris hogan who was uh, played uh, the full game the week before looked to have no setbacks was practicing all week long and then the, against the steelers the patriots held him out so it's uh, two weeks back to back this guy is going to play this week there's no doubt about it and I think he's going to have a monster game and Michael Thomas so if you haven't checked out draft yet this is the last week that you'll be able to get the free entry with your first deposit by using our code RV radio so do check them out it is a snake draft format and then of course goes into the best ball format if we've, as we've mentioned here on the show on a number of occasions so you pick that team it's a set it and forget it if you have any last minute injuries like if you're picking your draft player of the week and he doesn't play it still uh, changes him out and plays 
your best available lineup from the selections you've made so go ahead play on it today all you have to do is go over to playdraft.com or search draft in the app store you can download the app and play a game in minutes it's really simple a very very quick draft format and a hell of a lot of fun to play in so for a limited time only all new players get a free entry with your first deposit by using that promo code rv radio this week will be the last week for that promo code to be active so get on over to playdraft.com the code is rv radio and uh, get yourself in a couple of leagues this week and and of course make sure you have michael thomas in them best of luck to all of you who are in the fantasy championships and of course if you're playing dfs this week and playing on playdraft best of luck to you on there as well so that's going to do us for the week 16 edition of road of his radio i'll be back next week with the final edition of the season we may actually run it through the playoffs that is still uh, in the discussions but next week will be the regular season finale and it'll likely be the uh, end of the season i'll be back to preview one of the the playoff matchups next week and matches rather with playoff implications as we head into that last week of the season so once again my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and until uh, i'm back next week of course it is the holiday week here so uh, of course have a, a safe uh, trip if you're traveling anywhere thank you again for listening and whether that's in your travels or whether it's you're waiting to uh, meet your family but in, in all different ways uh, i hope you all have a great uh, week here and uh, as we head into 2018 and the new year i hope we have a very prosperous new year for both you and myself so uh, until i'm back with the next episode next week have a good one Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount for the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Ready, set, save, California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure-ready Explorer or the all-new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F-150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So ready, set, save. The Labor Day sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September third they call you the grill master you've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop and as you lift that first forkful to your mouth you savor the moment to get amazing offers during the mercedes-benz summer event like the 2019 c-class sedan and glc suv the perfect recipes of driving performance plus you can enjoy six months of sirius xm all access included the mercedes-benz summer event now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles offers end september 3rd mercedes-benz the best or nothing nobody builds 5g like verizon builds 5g because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in america and the more you do with 5g the more building it right matters the more your network matters the more verizon engineers going the extra mile matters it's us pushing us it's verizon versus verizon 5g built right from america's most reliable network most reliable based on rankings from RootMetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.